This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. It's a desert. It's the coldest place on earth and 60 Australians live there all winter long. This is your Squiz Kids Antarctica Shortcut, the podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Amanda Bauer. And I'm Bryce Corbett. While we were all on summer holidays, two Aussie doctors skied in Antarctica for 66 days straight, a 1,400-kilometre journey at temperatures around minus 30 degrees. And we're not talking downhill skiing here. While collecting information for scientific research, the doctors pulled all their own supplies on sleds and grew icicles in their beards while skiing 10-plus hours every day. And that got me thinking, who are the people who choose to visit and live the coldest, windiest and driest continent on Earth? What work are they doing there and how do they survive in such a harsh place? Today, we'll be answering those questions. And don't forget to listen carefully because there'll be a quiz at the end. Bryce, Antarctica isn't owned by any country, so everyone who lives there is a visitor. Oh, hello! Scientists from 29 different countries are living at 70 research stations scattered all over Antarctica. Australia has three stations. They're called Mawson, Davis and Casey. And over the summer, there are about 500 people at Australia's stations, but in the winter, that drops to around 60. And during the winter, there are a few weeks when the sun literally does not rise. What? The average temperature is around minus 20 degrees Celsius. Wow. And if you throw a pan of boiling water into the air, it mm. will freeze before it lands. What? I've put a video of that into your episode notes, by the way. That's amazing. The thing I love about that video, too, is the person who's recording it has such a big smile on her face. And she says it's fresh when it's minus 28 degrees. The people living there, Bryce, are definitely made of very tough stuff. Uh-huh. And actually, the Australian Antarctic Program has a list of personal qualities they look for when they're hiring people to work at the stations. Oh, yeah. They include... Being able to cope with isolation. Meaning not going crazy, living in a small place with a small group of people. Hello, lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Being good at resolving conflict. That means fixing problems before they turn into fights. My apologies. Flexibility, tolerance and acceptance of other people. Getting along with people who are different from you. And I love this one, Bryce. Maintenance of socially accepted standards of hygiene. (laughs) All right, of course, meaning you need to regularly have a wash and brush your teeth. Because if you're living in close quarters with other people, you you just can't be stinky. Ooh, that's stinky! Nuh-uh, definitely not. Now, what kind of jobs are they doing down there? The main work being done at Australia Stations is science. So not surprisingly, there are scientists, but there are tradespeople like Mm -hmm. plumbers, electricians, mechanics and carpenters, and there are chefs, there's a Mm. doctor at every station, and there are other support people who work together to keep the stations running and support the scientific research. 
Well, the next question then would be obvious. What are they studying? What? One of the big things that scientists in Antarctica are studying is climate change. For example, they're looking at the loss of ice sheets in Antarctica. If you've ever seen those ice sheets just crashing into the sea. Oh, yeah. And they're studying how that contributes to sea level rises. Right. Other scientists are studying plants and animals in Antarctica Mm -hmm. and they're also looking at how we can manage fishing in the Southern Ocean to make sure we just don't take too many fish out of the sea. Right. Some scientists are also focusing on how to protect seabirds who can be accidentally caught by longline fishing. Oh, wow. And there are also people studying the atmosphere. Ozone, clouds, all from that special place on the bottom of the globe. There is some incredible work happening, Bryce, and some of it is pretty complicated. I looked at Mm. the website for the Australian Antarctic Division and one project is titled High Latitude Gravity Wave Processes and Their Parameterization in Climate Models, (laughs) which... I can't tell you that I understand completely, but it is something that is about what's affecting Australia's climate, so it's definitely important work. Okay. So I understand that the scientists have to actually be in Antarctica to do this work. It's a unique environment. But how on earth do these people live there? How? Well, when they're out doing field research, Bryce, the scientists stay in tents or basic huts, but part of their training before they go is that they do actually learn how to build an igloo in case they get caught outside. Wow, that's cool. The good news, though, is that the research stations themselves are heated and insulated. So when you're inside, it's not all that different from being at home in Australia. Oh, phew. Everyone has a private bedroom and they share bathrooms. Towards Mm. the end of winter, though, before the sun starts to melt the ice, water is limited, so people can only have two-minute showers every second day. What? That seems crazy, not having water in a place that contains 90% of all of the Earth's ice. It does, doesn't it? Despite all that ice, Antarctica is actually classified as a desert because so little moisture falls from the sky. Huh. All of Australia's research stations are on the coast of Antarctica, so they get about 200 millimetres of snow a year. Right. The inner regions of Antarctica only get about a quarter of that. And if you can't imagine whether 50 millimetres of rain or snow is a lot, just think about this. The Sahara Desert gets twice as much as that every year. Wow. So it's freezing cold, it's dry and incredibly windy. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. I mean, it is incredibly beautiful. And those stations that Australia has, they have spas and saunas and climbing walls and they have theatres for movie nights. They also have special buildings where the expeditioners can grow veggies and herbs in winter when fresh food is pretty scarce. Well, that's an important question. How is the food for our Antarctic crew? Well, put it this way, when I was doing the research for this shortcut and looking at pictures, I got pretty hungry. Mm -hmm. There's a chef at every station, so they're Mm. eating professionally prepared meals. 
Sometimes the meals have a theme, like they have an Indian banquet and everyone dresses up for dinner. <laughs> but all the food is delivered in the summer and everything that's fresh has to then be tinned or frozen. Oh. And even then, it's already been on a ship for a few weeks. Wow. So the thing that expeditioners miss the most is definitely fresh fruit and veggies. And, of course, they can't just pop out to the shop if they have a craving for something. No, there aren't any shops, that's for sure. Although all the stations do have a walk-in cupboard that they call Woolies, where people go and get some supplies. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll stick to my Woolies, thanks. You know, I'd love to visit Antarctica in summer. My super tough mum did that, and she actually had a quick swim in the almost freezing water. But I'm pretty sure I couldn't live there over winter. Those people are my heroes. Absolutely. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What's the average temperature in winter on the Antarctic coast? Well done if you listened to that one and you got this answer right. It's minus 20 degrees. Question two. How many stations does Australia operate in Antarctica? Bonus points if you can name one. There are three. Mawson, Davis and Casey. Question number three. What's the main work being done at our stations? Yeah, that's right. It's scientific research. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, where, how, when and why of Antarctica. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.